0: From the Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. I'd be Gary Howard. And hopefully everybody's doing okay in this Arctic freeze that came down. I know the people on the North are pretty much used to it. But I know where I live at, in Livingston, Texas, they're not used to 30 degrees or freezing. So they're having some issues. Even friends in Dallas, the girl that was on my show not for a few times, my guest, she saw that her pipes had broken. So... They're having issues down there because they're not used to it or equipped for weather like this. Meanwhile, I hope everybody's doing good and doing well during these cold times. Spring is just around the corner. Okay, this is one of my Monday shorts. Normally, I would just talk about the truck stop I'm currently at. But today, I'm at my yard. So, not much to talk about besides if if you're a truck driver and you need a job. They're hiring over the road pretty easy. I've been here three years so not bad gig small company you're not a number and if you do your job right they pretty much just leave you alone they let you as long as you do right that's the key but anyhow this is one of the episodes that i'm going to try to be putting out every monday nothing long i've already put out two this will be my third every monday i'm going to start doing these along with my regular episodes on wednesday and I'm thinking about on Friday putting another episode out, a different one. But we'll see. I'm trying to I guess get me out there. Plus, my wife enjoys me telling the stories. So today we talk about. We're just like a short. We're not gonna go into all the details. If you want to know more on this individual, head on over to Time Suck with Dan Cummings. He talks about a lot about historical thing, people, events, and things like that, and he covered this individual pretty good. I don't think I could do as justice as he did, but please give me nice, give, give me a try. Like I said, it's just going to be a little short here and there. But today we talk about Andre Chikatilo, the butcher of Rostov, the Red Ripper, and the Rostov Ripper. Was he was born on October 16, thirty six, and and I know I'm going to butcher all these Russian names, so I'm going to let you know right now. Yabgulchki, Ukraine. It's during absolute, it, it, absolute poverty at the time after. It was right after the Hamdarmar famine, which left many dead of starvation. Six million reported to perish during these times of starvation because the Stalins reign over them, taking all of their food from them, you know, feeding Mother Russia and not caring about Ukraine. So during this time, people really, you know, had hard times. So as um, just a lot of reports, you know, not, not, nothing really verified. Like as the threat to obedience, his mother told him that he had an older brother or cousin, depends on where you get the information from, that they had eaten, they gave to the neighbors to eat. Said he was such a sweet boy, very sweet, so they ate him. No, but he was sold for food, so that way he told him, that You better behave, or you're going to end up the same way as your brother or cousin. So, even with simple food as bread being very hard to find to come by, you know, that he did not eat bread until he some source to say 11. So, that left him eat the grass and leaves to survive, which did not do well for his health or as a growth. By this time, his father was drafted into the Red Army, where he went on the, um, the East Coast to fight the Nazis. But during this time, he had got captured, and when his return, it did not do very well for him or anybody. Because instead of being a war hero, they treated him as a coward for being captured. He either, whereas, you either died on the field, or you're victorious. You let yourself get captured. That that's considered as a cowardly act. So, a lot, you know, a lot of people really look down on, on little Andre about that. So at because of this, as a child he but he was very smart but was very with all with the social awkwardness was leading him to be bullied at home at be bullied made fun of at school a lot by him and his dad and his life at home was not much better they lived in one story little room shack where he shared with his mother where he currently usually wet in the bed where stories that when he did wet in the bed he would her his mother would bring him out and publicly shame him with hitting him in the penis with a spoon so that too also helped with his like mental additions will explain why he did some people think that's why he actually somewhat did what he did later on in life but he, he but that was not his big issue his big issue was he had an empty problem he could not get erection was not able to keep it he could get kind of but nothing really able to do anything about it so actually his first ex- sexual experience was was at age 17 where he forced himself on 11 year old girl during a struggle to get her on the ground he ejaculated and uh, he discovered that violence was what he needed to make him come at the age of 19 he moved to chicalto where he got involved in his first romantic relationship and during this time They did try to have a sexual relationship many times, but due to his intimacy he was not able to, and after a short time, she ended the relationship. Shortly after this event, he moved to Tasnia, Tegel, for employment while also studying engineering as well. After two years of this, he joined the military for three years where he did an amazing job. And afterwards, he moved back home to live with his parents during the communist party he also got into a second relationship and like the first it did not go well for mr soft Shamecock. but unlike the last girl who just left with no issues just parted away she told everybody about it along with all along with that all everybody made fun of him about his issues you know calling him names and everything made it known to everybody so he became a very embarrassed about this and even suicidal, end up moving out there out of that location to the town of rostov the first couple of years went by with no issues mainly keeping to himself and avoiding women until 1963 when his sister fixed him up with a woman and because the last two relationships was so bad he decided to wait to marriage and and once they got, you know, once they got married, and everything, and they started to, cause see, the marriage, the wedding, it, yeah, it did not work out. But she stuck with him. And even with all this, they still end up having. They tried, of course, like I said, they tried to have a sex. So they tried alternative, alternative means to have children, which were, well, some states he cummed on her, cummed on his hand. But either way, he pushed, the come up, end up having two children, a boy and a girl. And one of the reasons why she did stay with him, she figured, well, he wasn't—he was a smart man, he—he—and he, 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 he didn't beat her. That—that's the ticket. Back then, a lot of regular marriages, the husband beat the wife really bad. And so he wasn't doing none of that. So yeah, he, I guess she just had to finger bang herself. She would not get satisfied because he's not doing it. So Andre began studying again in Russian literature, reached obtain a degree, but got a job at a nearby no i'm not even going to you know try to say this school nova shankisisk as a teacher this is where his old bad traits came back he started to molest his students and it wasn't going unnoticed by anyone for years this and no one did for for years and no one did anything about this until 1974 when he finally got out of him and secretly resigned for sexual misconduct with no one knowing the better about why or what he just left and because of this and not knowing report or reporting anybody he got a second school in Shakiti. i know i'm saying all these words sound like african or something different but Shakati. Mm-hmm. in the school since he did not get any trouble for the past school he stepped it up by luring a nine-year-old girl to his home named Lena sakonova where he tried to rape her but was unable to get an erection, ended up choking her and stabbing her to death while this was going on. That of course caused him to have an erection where then he realized what he did, panicked and tossed her and all her belongings in the nearby river. So two days later this they found this poor girl's body in the Guskas Grush Evas River. Andrew was Andre was the person of interest, his blood was, was found at his home, but, and they found the girl's clothes and different things, and also earlier, he, he was seen with that girl in the area and with all that, but he was still not the first person on the list. They were convicted that Alexander Kornicko, Kornick, Kravchenko, 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 was the man they first looked at because he had previously been it had the same issue with somebody else, served some time in jail, but because he was seventeen, that's what he was not an adult yet, so he just served some time and was not executed. Blood was found on his sweaters, his wife's sweater that matched the little girl's, but also the same type as the suspect as him and as Alexander. Even though people vouched for him and gave him a solubi, but he was still found guilty after pressuring him into a confession. Probably by torture, he was sent to death and killed a few years later. later. Later interviews, he would state that the point he knew that what he had to do to get off, but also stated that he tried fighting these urges, this is Andre speaking, but he also gave in to them. Like a, like a crackhead, he knew what the only way... He would only be chasing the high, so rather than chasing the high, he just gave in, leading to over fifty victims over the span of this. So I'm not going to over all of them. But I'm just going to go over for a few of these issues. In 1981, he lured a 17-year-old girl named Laris Technico in the woods. He lured you with vodka. Where there, he tried to rape her, but do i need to say a failure he tried so he so she tried to scream where he filled her mouth up with dirt and strangled her to death of course caused him to get off as always afterwards she covered her body with sticks and leaves and left her body was found the following day but andre was not on a list of suspects on this one either no one was actually Nine months later, he struck again. He saw a 13-year-old girl named Lebibov Berkyak walking home but did not want any witnesses. He went, waited until they were alone instead of trying to rape her because he knew he would not be able to and knew what he needed to do to get off. So he repeatedly stabbed her until he got off. Simple as that. Then she died. She died afterwards. Carved her eyes out. Afterwards, he carved her eyes out and the belief that the last image that the person sees is like a Russian folklore that when a person dies the last image that they see through their eyes on the retinas will be permanently image so he did not want anything <laughs> it least if they found a body they will look at that that's what his belief was which is crazy but that's what they believed so his over the his next years his murders increased. he murdered 29 children and women August of 1984, he killed five times in that month alone. He never went long without killing. He mainly picked little children because they were easy and homeless. He also picked homeless and sex, work, sex workers, you know, ladies, because he believed no one could care, no one cared about them. He would find them, lure them in secluded places, and overpower them, assault them, stab them to death, even cutting the penis off of one young boy. He killed, but always, like I said, always removing her eyes, causing a pattern, you know, showing that, like the signs of a serial killer. But because he removed the eyes, it was considered a serial killer, and was Church was on to stop this perpetrator. Many was suspected and arrested, but the killings continues, and Andre being a well-respected member of the Communist Party was never suspected. It wouldn't be till 1984. A year later where his name finally came up after the murder of Dmitri Petitko. Witnesses stopped Andre with him and at the at the crime scene he left footprints. Witnesses spotted Andre in it with him what the, the Dimitri in the area and he left footprints, semen, saliva. Several months later he caught trying to lure a woman out of a train in Rostov while he was he was also masturbating in public. I do apologize. I don't know what these notes these the gibberish but he, he was arrested and found in his in his possession was a long knife, some rope, a jar of and a jar of Vaseline. Looking like the person seen with the earlier young boy. They questioned him about it. Tuck a blood test where he did not match. He was one of the rare occasions that the blood type was different from his semen type his blood type was a but the semen located on the boys and where the boys death on him was A-B. a b where a rare thing but the only thing that they got from him was a prior theft report so with from his pre- previous employer and he was sentenced to one year but only did six years so they had him but they let him go because they didn't think they had enough evidence on him so he took a short break then after nine months in the same fashion but while on a business trip to moscow in the airport spotted lured and killed natalia pakostov and was quickly connected to the past killings and was believed the person flew in so they checked all the flight records from the around the and everything but the problem was andre did not take a, a flight and he took a train later on that week he ended up killing like two other women they by now but, let me, I don't know, I guess I was drunk when I was writing these notes, I don't know what's going on here, but like I said, this is a short Monday, uh, this will get better. But by now, the help of a new prosecutor created a 65-page report detailing everything connected to this case, and even a profiler in, they bring a profiler in, described his, in his report a person that mirrored Andre, he knew everything about the killer, but a name. Andre was aware of the ongoing massive hunt, and now it was all over the news, so he took a year off. It wasn't until 1986 that he would kill again, but this time he made sure to hide the body. 1987, traveled far from Rostov. He killed three more victims, but bodies was not found, and at this point, detectives thought, through, thought the, killer, the killer died because of this gap in time and or stop killing or just move to so he was he died or stop killing or just moved to a different part of russia until 1988 he went back to his careless ways so got careless detectives started to see him a strain of with the killings i'm sorry seeing the pattern of these killings that the last the vast amount of these happened around trade stations so their plan was to form officers, you know, uniformed officers to go around the larger larger train stations where they would put un, you know uniforms there and in the smaller train stations they would put unarmed unarmed they're armed <laughs> on you know plain clothes cops which actually helped, you know, it worked. The 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 big ones, you know, they he stopped going to the big ones, started going to the smaller ones and a police officer did find saw Andre walking out of the woods one day. And he approached him to question him, wondering what he was doing, where he found dirt on him, some blood on them, questioned him. And, but because there was no really reason to arrest him, he let him go. About a week later, that's when they found her body, a body of a girl named Sabrina Cossack, was reported missing. They found, the, like I said, they found a the body of her, and but she was reported missing the same day. Also, autopsies show that the murder happened around the same time Andre was was questioned by the police that day. So they did not, where they did not arrest him, but put him under surveillance. And after six days, of seeing him try to lure many kids to unknown places, he was arrested on November twentieth, nineteen ninety. So again, they took another blood sample, and like last time, it did not match. But Russian laws allows people to be detained for only ten days before be charged and if not released and he was sure pointing that out Satan that he was being unfairly targeted so on the 10th day they brought in a psychologist to talk to him and within a few hours he was bought, brought to tears and confessed to 34 of the 38 murders he was charged with two of the victims was later on found to be killed by other people but he confessed to 22 more murders talked about how he killed and through this, he also talked about how he would kill his victims and how he would pick them out. So before Cora, after evaluations, he was found to FIT trial. And of course, the, the trial was a shit show. They had to put Andre in a look a cage in the courtroom, not to protect you know everybody from him, but protect him from everybody else. And Then, of course, he looked like a madman in this because they had shaved his head as a lice protocol they did in the Russian jail. So of course he was found guilty He, of all charges and sentenced to death. This is when the communist party ran. Since the communist party fell, they don't do this no more. They give there's no execution. So he tried to get appeal that everything, the psycho you know, his confession should have been thrown out. His psych, the psych, everything was wrong. But he had failed his appeals. So one day on February 14, 1944. They let him out of his cell, brung him to another cell, and killed him with one bullet to the back of the head. And there you go. That is a babbling, my version, and babbling story of Andre Chikatilo. I apologize about my rambling and babbling and not being able to, get to rush the name, so I did try. But if you enjoyed that, which I'd be surprised if you did, just go ahead and rate, review on iTunes. And you can join my Facebook group, Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Pod. Or follow me on Instagram at Truck Stop Murder. Twitter at Truck Murder. And any kind of questions or anything like that, Truck Stop Murder and Gmail.com. And hey, I'm going to end this disaster. He <laughs> can't fix stupid, but you can sure numb it with a 2x4. I'm out of here.